the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Guidelines for Holy Sanctified Living. It's all found in God's Word, as we'll see next on Times of Refreshing. How do we live godly, set-apart lives? Well, God's given us His Word. But it's not just enough to read through the Word. We have to apply the Scriptures and what they tell us. And there are keys to applying Scriptures, as we're noticing here today on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore. Welcome to our program. We're looking at Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 through 13. Uh, it's our foundational text for today's program, simply entitled, Keys to Applying Scripture. Join us as we're encouraged to follow after God through His Word. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman with today's program. There's a place for cuddling, but there's not. Then there's a place for God to convict me and to rebuke me and to change me and to get my mind right so that I can. But what happens is if I'm not the type of person that wants to hear the right thing, then the right thing is not sown in my life. An application becomes the wrong kind of application. And I just want to say this to everyone here that's even watching, that's watching over television and, and, and streaming. Let me say this. Stop trying to find somebody that's just going to tell you what you want to hear. Demand that the pulpit give you the word of God. Can I have an amen? We got to get back to this. Man, I'm not listening to that. I want the Bible. Give me the Bible, amen? And so this is point number one. I have to be sensitive about what I hear. What I hear is important. If I'm going to apply, I need the right thing to apply, and that's the Word of God. Amen? Go to Luke chapter 8. Look at this. Let's take a look here at verse 16. It says here, it says, No one, listen to Jesus, no one when he has lit a lamp covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand. That those who enter may see the light. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed. Nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. But look at verse 18. Therefore, take heed how you hear. Just underline that. How you hear. So we want to be sensitive about what we're hearing. But now we want to be sensitive about how we're hearing. And this is important. We're going to see as we look at this verse, how we're hearing is important. If I, there's no way I can apply God's word and the truth of God's word if I'm hearing wrong. Or I'm hearing with the wrong attitude. Look what he says. Take heed, therefore. He says, therefore, take heed how you hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given. 
And and to whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, he says, will be taken from him. And this is what I said the other day in in the Bible study. If you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And so what happens for all of us, we have to take heed how we hear. And what he's basically saying is, is this. If we're hearing wrong, then more won't be given to us. And that which we do have will ultimately be taken away from us. But if we hear right, more will be poured out to us. And so for us, we have to make sure that our hearing is right. Now, our hearing being right has to do with a lot of things. Has to do with our cultural preferences. Has to do with our personal biases. Has to do with our our, our personal opinions. It has a lot to do with... um, how we've been taught in the past or what we've been taught in the past. And I think one of the things that all of us have to do is realize when we come to God, we have to come with an open slate, really realizing that God, and this is one of the things I told myself when I first came to Christ. I I started reading my Bible and it became so frustrating because I'm trying to understand it and it wasn't making sense. And and it, it it just looked like a big old book and sometimes it was intimidating. And finally... Finally, I got to the place as I'm reading my Bible. I just sat down. I said, Lord, I don't know nothing. I don't know anything, Lord. That's exactly where God wanted me. And and when I got to that place where I really realized that, Lord, I need to be taught. I need help. I need the right. I want to have the right heart so that I'm I'm taking heed of of how I'm hearing, that I want to hear the right way. I want to hear from a posture of humility. I want to hear from a posture of simplicity. I want to be open to you, Lord, and to your scripture. When, you, when there's a word or there's something here in the Bible that's hard for me to understand, I want to, un, I want to clearly understand in my own mind that I've got to be dependent upon you that, so that I can get the understanding that I'm looking for. God, free my heart from pride. Free, free, my, free my heart from arrogance. Free my heart from being lifted up because I went to, uh, you know, a, a four-year university. And I, and I did all. God, I don't care about that. I need you to help me. I want to hear right. I want to know right. Uh, teach me right, God. What happens for a lot of individuals is a shame, saints, is that we come to God and we think we're going to read this and tell him something. Instead of stopping and saying, Lord, I want to be sensitive about how I hear. And if I'm hearing right, then what does God do? He comes in and he begins to give me more understanding. When my heart becomes right, then he begins to open up his treasures of revelation and begins to pour more and dispense more to me. But what happens for a lot of individuals is they don't hear right. They're allowing, like I said, culture and everything else to define how they're supposed to hear. And and you ask somebody, tell me about God. Well, God is love. He'd never do that. He'd never do that. Have you read him doing that? No, but I just know he wouldn't do it. Well, how do you know if you never read your Bible to find out if he would do that? Well, I just know the God that I serve. Well, maybe you're not serving the God of the Bible. You want to find out who the God of the Bible is by reading his book. Can I have an amen? And then allowing God to come in and to help us. So our hearing has to be right. Stop, saints, and ask God to perfect and to cleanse your ability to hear. God, help me to hear right. Help me to hear.
Some people, they come to church and me simply just getting up here and preaching and talking through the scripture and just laying down the word of God and just just taking my time. For some people, I don't know about that. When's he going to tune up? When's he going to start hooping? You know, come on, we got to have church. Come on now. I may not do that. But is it the word of God? Amen. And it's the same thing on the flip side. Somebody's just, somebody tunes up and is getting excited and they're, and they're preaching the word of God and they're going forth and people immediately shut down. And be, oh, I don't like his delivery. Take heed how you hear. If, the, if it's prideful, then you'll never be able to get to that next step of application. And if we don't do that, say, so I'm going to stay on this just for a minute. If we don't do this, we'll hinder. We'll hinder what God's trying to do. Because I know, this is the thing I know about God. God will turn around and put you in a situation that you feel uncomfortable, but it's him. I listen to a lot of preachers that sound totally different than I do. But I love him. I've learned to love him. Instead of criticizing him because they don't have the delivery that I have. Can I preach this today? And I think we have to stop. We have to stop and say, wait a minute. If I'm going to grow, I got to be, real, be able to hear from God if God is speaking to me through a donkey. Can I have an amen? I got to be able to hear from God whether he's speaking through a man or a woman. I can't go to that church because that, that woman was trying to say something. Well, maybe it was God trying to say something through her to you. When Jesus rose from the grave, it wasn't a man that ran back and told everybody that Jesus was alive. It was a woman. Just think if they, can I have an amen? amen. And I think what happened, somebody said, well, <laughs> well, let me say, but we have to be willing to hear from God. God, I want to take heed how I'm hearing. I want my hearing to be, to be right. I want to have a humble heart. So if I, as I hear, you're being blessed. Go to James chapter 1. We're going to stay right here just for a minute. James chapter 1. Let's look at verse 21. So what we hear is important. How we hear is important. Look at this. It says in verse, verse 21. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. And receive with what? Meekness. The implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. He says what? Deceiving yourselves. And so for all of us, we have to, we have to stop. And, and like, like I was sharing earlier here, we have to receive the word of God. How we hear is important. Meekness is important. Meekness He said, receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save our souls. And so it's it's critical that we have our hearts are right and pliable in the sight of God. Even when it's something that is contrary to what maybe we've known or when we've thought. We have to be open and allow the word of God to, to speak to us. And then the Bible says, because if we're not watchful, if we're just hearers of the word and not doers, we fall into this realm of self deception. And this is a problem. Sometimes we can become so churchy and we've been around the church and we know the story of the lion's den. We know Jonah. We know about Moses. And we know about Abraham. And we know about David. And we know about all these people. And we've heard the stories. And we can get so lifted up in pride that we start thinking, Lord, I've heard that before. I don't know about that. I already know that. I just already knew it. But are you implying, applying the story? 
Is it alive and active in my life? Is it bringing forth a change in me? Have I allowed God's word to be applied? Or have I gotten so prideful because I know the stories that I'm I'm no longer drawing truth from the stories? I heard that before. So now we're looking around in service and, and we're we checking out the ceiling and the, and the sound system. And yeah, I already heard that. You know, I'm hurry, hurry up. My stomach hurts. And you know, I, I'm hungry. This is what happens, saints. And we're not applying what God told us to apply. Why? Because we're, we're hearing the word, but we're not doing the word. And we fall into self-deception. I'm good. And let me say this to y'all. One of the hardest things to do is is try to get a religious person to come to grips with the fact that they've been around the church, but Christ isn't moving in them. I'm hanging around the church. I know. Oh, praise God. Praise God. And you talk to them. Man, come on now. You know you need to get right. But come on. Well, I'm right. I am right. You saw me there on Sunday. But just because you heard the word doesn't mean it's being applied. Amen. We get into self-deception. This is the last thing. And this is really what I wanted to, to get to in all of this. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 3. I'm going to close this out with these verses. Because this is a powerful picture of individuals who experience deliverance. Experience God bringing them out of Egyptian captivity. The, the Israelites were brought out. And God did great things. And as they come out of their situation, God, he brought them out, but then now he's trying to bring himself into their situation, into their life, redefining their culture and helping them to see that God's commands, his standards are what's going to keep them and sustain them as a culture. In Hebrew chapter 3 verse 7 We pick this story up. He says this in verse 7. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, he says, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, in the day of trial in the wilderness. And he's referencing the children of Israel being brought out of Egyptian captivity. And they went into this wilderness, and there was a trial and testing. And they went through this processing before God. He says in verse 8, Do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. In the day of trial in the wilderness where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works 40, for 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said, they always go astray in their hearts and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter, he says, my rest. But look at verse 12. This is critical. He says, beware. He's talking to the Hebrews here. He's telling them. He's saying, Beware. Brethren, so these individuals are individuals evidently that had accepted Christ, knew the right way. He says, beware, brethren, lest there be any of you, <coughs> excuse me, an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. He says, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. And so he's using the Old Testament story and then he's bringing it home to them in the New Testament context. And he's telling them, do not go down this road of rebellion. He's telling them that, hey, listen, don't harden your hearts as in the days of rebellion. 
He says, when these individuals departed from the living God. And I think this is important for all of us to realize. It's not so much a matter of God leaving you. It's a matter of us leaving God. And this is exactly what these individuals did. And he's telling them in the New Testament, you don't do that. He says in verse 13, but exhort one another daily while it is called today. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come, become partakers of Christ. If, somebody say if. We hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who having heard, rebelled. For who having heard, rebelled. He says here, indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And and to whom did he swear they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? Now watch this. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Their, their, Their obedience was tied to their belief system. And their belief system was tied to their obedience. He says in verse 1 of chapter 4. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. And this is the last verse, y'all. For indeed, the gospel was preached to, to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with what? And those who heard it. This is the key. To seeing God's word. Planted within our hearts. And then God's word activated in our lives. So that it becomes a reality. He says right here. It didn't profit them. Why? Because it wasn't mixed with what? Every single one of us. When we read this Bible. We have to allow, we have to apply it, but as we're applying it, the key to application is releasing my faith. Is believing that that which God has preached to me is going to come alive in me and it's going to become active in me. And I'm going to live out the realities of those things which I just read or I just heard that proceeded from the throne of God. We can't read just trying to figure everything out. We can't read just trying to make a point. We can't read some scriptures and so we can give them to our husband and and so he can apply it. We can't read. We have to read saying, God, allow this to be applied in my life first. Let me get this message down on the inside of me. Let it be applied. I want to, I want my faith. I'm releasing my faith that if I need more love in my life, as the scripture gets down in my spirit, and when I meditate on these scriptures, it's going to come alive in me. Love is going to spring up from my very soul. If I need to overcome fear in my life, that God, I thank you that as I meditate on scriptures that, that talk about faith and being an overcomer and a conqueror, that Lord, that thing is going to come alive in me. I release my faith in what you're, what you're releasing over my life. When I begin to study the scripture and it talks about getting breakthroughs and becoming, you know, whatever God wants me to become, I'm releasing my faith. But a lot of people, they read it as just a good story, not knowing that God's word is alive and active and powerful and quicker than any two-edged sword and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it starts working in me and I start to believe it. I start to confess it. I start to declare it. 
I begin to make it clear that I'm going to live. I'm not going to die. God said that I'm going to live. I'm not going to die. I'm going to declare this thing. And the more I declare it, the more it becomes alive in me. But the Bible says it didn't profit them because they didn't mix it with faith. They heard it. Heard it. Great message. Oh, that was a great message the pastor preached. But what am I going to do with that? Come on, let's take this and meditate on this. Let's get this in our spirit. Let's just begin to make some faith confessions over this. God, I thank you that you're going to bless me the way God just said he was going to, you're going to bless me. I thank you that this word is for me and that it's alive in me and that I'm going to apply the scripture, not just hear the scripture. And that's how we become powerful. And what happens to us is the same thing that happens to them. They didn't have any rest, saints, because the word didn't profit them because it wasn't mixed with faith. It's not going to another church. It's not going to another conference. It's not going to another, hearing another message. It's, Lord, that which I heard, I release my faith right now. Can I have an amen? And I want this thing to come alive in me, God. And some of us, we think it's another conference or it's this or it's that. And I think we all, all of us, I'm speaking to myself too, saying we got to stop and say, Lord, that which I read, make it alive in me. I believe it. I believe it. I know it to be true. I know that I am fearful and wonderfully made. That your hand handcrafted me. That, Lord, you breathe life into my soul. That I am never alone. That the Holy Spirit is with me at all times. That the Holy Spirit is my paraclete. He is my comforter. He comes with me. He walks with me. He talks with me. That I'm never alone. That, God, you're always with me. I thank you that I'm alive. That the word of God is alive. That we start to talk to our, can we talk to ourselves? What happens to us when we sit back passively and we just think it's going to happen? Well, if the Lord wants it to happen, it'll happen. Instead of saying, no, it's going to happen because I'm getting ready to declare this thing over my life in the name of Jesus. Because I got faith. That's how we get the word ultimately applied. We take heed how we hear or what we hear. We take heed how we hear it, and then what we hear, we begin to mix it with our faith. It begins, begins to become interwoven with our faith, and our faith, because we have faith, we begin to declare things. Man, you know, I just got this word that God is getting ready to promote me and bless me. You did? Yeah, but I'm not going to tell anybody. You know, I don't want the devil to rob me. You better open your mouth and let the devil know what God said is what God said. And if God said it, it's going to happen in my life. The devil is a lie that God is going to do what he's going to do. Can I have an amen, y'all? We got to learn to stop letting the devil get us afraid and trick us out of what, man, start to allow God. When it comes to, like I said earlier, husbands love your wives. Lord, I thank you that you're going to fill my heart with so much love for my wife. She's not going to want to know what to do. She's going to think that she married another man. She think I'm going crazy because I'm doing something in my life right now. Because God, this is what you're going to do. Can I have an amen? The lady's like, amen, 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 pastor, amen. Preach it. And let me close by saying this, saints. This is a simple message. I talk about this stuff all the time. But, you know, I have to constantly revisit it. Because sometimes in our own personal lives, there's a frustration there. 
and we're reading our Bible and we're, we're sitting back and we're why am I still doing the same thing? Or why? It doesn't seem like anything changes. We have to stop. What am I hearing? How am I hearing it? And am I mixing what I'm hearing with faith? Children of Israel came out of that bad situation. And everything they heard didn't prosper them or help them. Because they wouldn't mix it with any kind of faith. And we have to stop and say, Lord, I believe your word. I want your word. I'll hear your word right. And God, today, I'm going to release my faith in your word. That this message is for us. And it's going to prosper us because it's being mixed with faith. And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. You can reach out to us by phone, 925-292-7800, 925-292-7800, or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Nissan Drive. Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there as well as our online store, and you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. I would invite you to join us on either our church app at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on his truths during this time and remembering that God is in control and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless.